I'm Daryl and I am a compulsive overeater. And so, yeah, when I walked in and they, uh, I could see the eyes roll and they oh no, here comes the miracle story. And uh, here it comes, a miracle story. So uh, story starts uh, when I was a kid and I was overweight as a kid. And uh, I, uh, 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 my mom tried to, to help me find a way to lose weight. <laughs> And uh, the only thing that uh, that she was uh, helpful in is making a secret eater out of me. I uh, uh, started uh, hiding and uh, uh, getting some secret behaviors. Uh, I used to, uh, one of the things that I would do would be to sneak into the kitchen, which was off limits uh, after dinner, uh, more for my benefit than anybody else's because everybody else was pretty much normal eaters in my family. And I was the heavy one, and uh, uh, but I would sneak in the kitchen the back way, and I would uh, crunch up some uh, bread balls that uh, I'd take slices of bread out of the bread box, and I would crunch them up, throw them under the covers, and uh, uh, of my bed, and then uh, later I do that two or three times during the evening while the we're watching television or whatever, and then uh, at, when I went to bed, I would have a little bread bench under my under the covers. And I was a kid, and uh, and I uh, did some secret eating in the closet and uh, uh, in my uh, uh, in my bedroom, uh, and of course outside. So uh, any place that I could uh, during the summer, we lived close to the park. They had a. Uh, um, snack bar that was attached to the swimming pool there. And any money that I could beg, borrow, or steal uh, went to that snack bar. And uh, that was uh, that was a story of my, uh, of, of the early years, uh, uh, except uh, to mention that in the uh, school that I went to, the grammar school, that I was one of two uh, heaviest guys in the class. and. Uh, uh, and of course, we hung out. We were binge buddies uh, uh, in a lot of ways, especially as we got older. And uh, and so uh, uh, there was a, a you know the, the the humiliations that come with this disease. Uh, they were uh, there in my life for sure. And I, uh, you know, I have a um, not one of those autograph books that we pass around when when we graduated from the eighth grade, and everybody writes a message in there. And there's I still have the book, and they, uh, one of the messages is Daryl is a barrel, but he's my friend, and um, uh, and you know those were the those were the kinds of things that uh, uh, I would say you never get a, a used to, but uh, they were always forthcoming. Uh, walking into a room full of guys and at, at school, and uh, uh, and and somebody yells out, "Hide your lunches." And, uh, and and those are the, the the kinds of things that just uh, they plagued me. I got into business. Uh, I, I went into the family business actually, and um, uh, I did pretty well there. But uh, uh, it wasn't where I wanted to be. Um, I didn't like where I was. I, I I wished I was somebody else. I wish I was someplace else. And uh, I just didn't fit in. And I, I, but my uh, uh, the game plan was to look like I fit in. And so that was. Uh, the story of my life is uh, going into uh, uh, these um, uh, events and and even into my daily business life, and uh, not being wanting to be there. We had a reading uh, a day or two ago about uh, uh, 
uh, greener pastures and, uh, and, and you know, I'll tell you, everything looked like a greener pasture than where I was at. And, uh, and so um, <clears throat> when I was um, 39, um, 1979, uh, I was, uh, uh, there was, uh, I was over 300 pounds, uh, miserable. And uh, the school that I had graduated from uh, was a men's school and they were uh, putting, uh, they were starting a, a study of middle-aged men. They were going to be a longevity study and they were going to put half of the group on a uh, government-sponsored uh, diet and exercise program. The other half of the group, they were going to put uh, on nothing and just let them do whatever and see who lived the longest, basically. And so I went through the screening process. And at the end of the screening process, the director, the doctor that was directing the research project, called me into his office. And uh, he sat me down and he says, I'm sorry, but you're not a candidate for our research uh, uh, project here. And I said, why not? And he says, because you're going to be dead by the time you're 50. And uh, I was 39 at the time and I did the math real fast and I didn't like it. And, um, you know, a lot of people had told me that over the years, but I don't know why, but this guy got my attention. And, uh, uh, and uh, then I... Uh, and you would think so. I came running to OA. I didn't even hadn't even heard of OA. What I heard of was uh, something that was a program that was over at UCLA uh, called OptiFast. And uh, a lot of uh, I, I ran across a, a guy I knew in business that had lost a lot of weight, and I asked him, "How'd you do that?" And he said, "OptiFast." So I ran over there and I, I signed up, and I lost 156 pounds in nine months. It was awesome. Skinny for the first time in my life. And I, uh, <clears throat> I swore I would never, never, never let myself gain that weight back. I'd always thought, you know, I had been struck fat, that it was a curse that uh, uh, that uh, that I had uh, for some unknown reason. And now I had a second chance and I was not going to let it go. And uh, so anyway, so I did great, lost the weight and uh, hit the goal weight that the computer even picked out for me. And so uh, then at that point in time in that uh, project they or that uh, program, they reintroduced the food. They, they called it realimentation. And they reintroduced the food. And uh, I want to tell you, it didn't take long. I don't care about my high resolve, just like Bill's in the big book. I had high resolve and uh, <clears throat> didn't, didn't stand up to this disease. It was uh, probably no more than two weeks uh, after they uh, brought the food into the pr uh, plan that I started having trouble and I couldn't stop sometimes and I was trying on my hardest, believe me. And um, long story short, I came to a, a kind of a crisis in business and I said to myself, you know, I don't have time for this Optifast stuff and this realimentation stuff. I've got important problems here. And I surrendered to the disease, basically, and uh, and I gained back that weight. Uh, I gained back uh, almost all of it. Uh, I, I came about uh, 12 or 13 pounds uh, under that, um, but I gained uh, all the way back up to 300. And, uh, you know, the, all those clothes that I had put aside in my closet that I'd never have to wear again, I would keep one or two just to show people how much weight I had lost. And... Uh, I'd never have to go to a big men's store again. 
didn't happen. I uh, uh, pitiful and incomprehensible demoral demoralization. That would be the terms that really fit that uh, period of my life. All these people who had been patting me on the back and telling me what a great job I was doing with my weight loss were uh, suddenly just looking at me strangely. And I knew what they were thinking. What is wrong with this guy? And I didn't have the answer to that either. Um, the only solution that I knew was Optifast. So I went back on it a second time. So, uh, and then we're, uh, we're, we're covering a period of five or six years here. And uh, so then, and, and gained it, lost it, uh, gained it. And then I went back on for the last time and uh, so what happened uh, on this last time through the Optifast was the disease started uh, on me and it uh, uh, kind of baffling and powerful. And it suggested <clears throat> that I would be able to have one meal a week. They'd never know that I was eating one meal a week because you weren't supposed to eat anything except drink the stuff that they gave you. And uh, uh, and so I said, yeah, you know that uh, UCLA is down there in, in uh, Westwood and, and they have the uh, village there right by the school and all these little sidewalk cafes. I could have one meal. So I did. I, after I got through every Saturday morning doing all my weigh-in and everything, I'd head for one of those little restaurants and I'd have myself a breakfast. And so that was uh, that went fine. They, they didn't detect it and I was still losing weight. And um, uh, then the disease came back and said, you know, that's working so well. Let's try Sunday brunch. And yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And so, uh, you know, as a uh, uh, as the when the normies go to a Sunday brunch, it's all you can eat. When we go to a Sunday brunch, it's all you can possibly eat. And that was me. I uh, there was no way I could hide the Sunday brunches. And they, uh, after several warnings, they kicked me out. And that was setting the stage for that, what we call that gift of desperation that made me uh, open to ideas that, uh, uh, that would have uh, not uh, been uh, very attractive to me before. But uh, I uh, learned of uh, OA. I had my last, uh, my last binge uh, was on a Saturday and my binge behavior there was, uh, I was uh, still in business and uh, I would go to my office on Saturday morning. I'd go in, I'd clear my desk and then I'd go down to one of these local, uh, uh, like a food truck, uh, except with no wheels. And uh, they, uh, it was just like a stand that was on a corner in the industrial area of town. And I'd go down there and I'd just order all this stuff lots of stuff. And the guy would put it in a box. This was a Saturday behavior for me. And he'd put it in a box and I'd have several drinks in there too, just to be, let him know that it wasn't me. The fat guy that's here not going to eat all this stuff and like he didn't know. And, um, and so I took it back to my office and I would close the door and I would have a hell of a binge. And, uh, and then when I was through, I'd take the trash and I'd put it in the big bin outside in the industrial area of the uh, facility uh, so that nobody would know that I was even there over the weekend. And uh, but this particular Saturday, my last binge, I came, I, the guy started uh, filling the box with the stuff and I could not wait to get it back to my office. I could not even wait to get it back to my car. I started devouring this, this food and I'm just jamming it in the same way that I would eat behind closed doors. I was eating in this public place and people were looking at me 
and there and I, I could tell that they were that they were it was a mixture of uh, disgust and wonderment. You know, look at this guy, and uh, and I knew it, and I couldn't stop. And I can't tell you how much that scared me—the fact that I couldn't stop. And uh, I went um, uh, to my first meeting that following Tuesday night, uh, Prince of Peace Church. It's uh, just a few blocks from here. And um, I went to that first meeting, and I uh, I want to say that you guys are the ones that got me back to my second meeting because I sure as hell didn't like the God stuff, and uh, and so. But I liked what I heard as far as the fellowship, the people, and their um, uh, this newfound relationship with food that I would love to have. But uh, these people were coexisting in a world filled with food. And they weren't eating at all and not even trying to. And some people had uh, uh, years of abstinence and some people just had weeks, but they all had more than I did. That's for sure. And uh, and so I I started thinking I started thinking about my bread and I said, you know, I can't get I'd never be able to be absent the way these guys are talking. And um, but then I, but I wanted what you had so much that I would be willing to pretend that I could give up bread. You know, I can, you know, just have that, that little slice here and there, a sandwich or two. And, um, and that was the, uh, uh, and that was my thinking. Um, I went to my second meeting, it was a Thursday night meeting. And uh, at that meeting, the, uh, it was at uh, Kavina Intercommunity Hospital uh, here in Kavina. And they, um, uh, that meeting, uh, the guy got booted out of the regular meeting place, which is a uh, classroom in the basement. That's where they always met. And uh, I always did after that. But that night, they met, uh, they got kicked out of that room. And the only room available was a doctor's boardroom. And it was this huge uh, uh, oval table with these plush chairs. And we were all sitting around it. <clears throat> And there were a couple people sitting over on the side, but uh, the uh, the oval table was filled. And the uh, the um, topic uh, that night, uh, and this is a meeting that doesn't have topics, but the topic that night was miracles. And the leader of the meeting said, "Let's each go around and we'll share miracle stories." And so these people started uh, telling their miracle stories, and I was just seething, seething. I, this is bullshit and so finally when it came my turn I said those don't sound like miracles they sound like coincidences and uh and you know what they told me they said keep coming back and you'll see your own miracle and uh, uh you know if they had booted me out then I wouldn't be here today I'd be dead and um so anyway that uh uh, I made up my mind I was going to go to the Monday uh, uh, the, the, at the library. They had a newcomer meeting uh, in conjunction with the Monday night meeting. And so I was going to go ahead to that newcomer meeting. And uh, But before that happened, the following Saturday, one week after my last binge, uh, my uh, ex-wife had just gotten out of uh, rehab for her alcoholism. And they told her that uh, that she could uh, use chocolate uh, to state the cravings. And uh, when uh, 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 so when we were uh, at home, she baked this big uh, uh, platter of chocolate chip cookies right out of the oven. 
And she comes over to me and with this platter, and she says, do you want some of these? And I said, I don't need those anymore. And I, and I was shocked and she was shocked. I didn't know I didn't need them anymore. I thought, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I thought, but I started crying because I knew, I knew the obsession had been lifted. I didn't have to eat them anymore. And uh, I had a, a, a lot of time to reflect on uh, what was the difference between that rejection of the cookies and the, all of the cookies that I rejected during the nine months of my Optifast fasting. What was the difference? And the, and the difference was that I had miraculously been given the freedom of choice and had been restored. We have a higher power that, uh, that gives us freedom. We have a disease that gives us less freedom. It wants us in bondage, and our God wants us to have the freedom to choose uh, what we do next. And and uh, uh, and I want to tell you that uh, I never could have found Him any other way. Uh, I, it was this disease, it was this fellowship that uh, that led me uh, uh, to have a connection, and the connection became you know God took the first step. He um, three he, minutes, Daryl. Very good, thank you. He gave me the the ability to choose, uh, and uh, it's up to me to make the the, the right choices. <clears throat> and I've had a lot of different food plans over the years. None of them uh, that I recall being in desperation, like oh, I gotta change this. They just changed for one reason or another. And I had uh, I've had little things that have helped me uh, uh, tremendously. This tools uh, uh, sponsorship is just uh, uh, so important. Uh, for uh, for us as compulsive eaters, but also as sponsors in passing the message on to what we've been given. And, and uh, what we've been given is just so rich. It's, uh, um, you know, I love that uh, section in the, uh, I think it's in the uh, the big book where he talks about the minor is, uh, he, he finally hits the mother load and he can keep it as long as he keeps digging and giving it all away. And that's uh, basically what this, uh, this program uh, uh, asks us to do. It was a time when I came in and I, uh, I gave service because uh, I was told I had to. And then pretty soon I gave service because I like to give service. And then pretty soon I uh, uh, began giving service because I knew that that was the role that my higher power had picked for me in this particular place. And I'm on the receiving end of other people's service constantly. I went to the OA birthday party yeah, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I just uh, 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 just love uh, watching the, the, uh, the people there. When we arrived a, a little early, uh, Thursday night, we and, uh, it was starting on Friday, but a lot of people that were giving service there were coming in early. And so you could hear the squeals of, oh, yeah, I haven't seen you for ages, and everybody's hugging and everything. And I told my wife, Ann, I said, that's joy. That's joy. And so uh, last night I was at a, a very large uh, Zoom meeting. And um, I got there early, and I'm just sitting there, right? and, I, and I don't know most of the people at this meeting. And uh, and and as the little the, the little squares lit up, it was the same thing, the same sound. Oh, good to see you. Oh, here, here's so and so. 
And I did on, I said, there's just so much joy in this program that I could not have seen when I first got here. Could not have seen it without, uh, uh, without the, uh, the program itself. There is no shortcut. You have to work the steps. Uh, I thought that I could skip a couple of them. No, uh, I couldn't. And uh, uh, and I, I and you know I don't know uh, how else to put it except that my sponsor always tells me every time I have one of these great dilemmas, she says, "Turn your back on your problem and work the steps." And uh, if I do that, uh, everything is going to be okay. I've got a higher power that's looking out for me. I had some doubts. Uh, I've had the same sponsor since I came in 35 years ago, and. Um, the uh, I told her, you know, I don't know if God's going to come through this time. This is a big one. And she had guessed it. She said, <laughs> you of all people, she said, do tell me one time that God has let, let you down. And I couldn't. You know why? Because he hadn't. And uh, didn't always come through the way I thought he should. But uh, he came through the way he was supposed to. And I, every time that I've uh, uh, put a hoop there for him to jump through. He doesn't jump through my hoops, and uh, that he he waits for me to see his plan. And uh, uh, and if I want to have serenity, I better uh, uh, find it. If I have to do the writing, call my sponsor, go to meetings, whatever it is, I've got to work through the, the problems without going to the refrigerator to to uh, to stuff them down. And I, I can tell you that uh, everything that I found in this program. Uh, as it uh, has been so beneficial to me as a uh, as a person, um, uh, I, I'm 83 years old. You know, for a guy that was supposed to die when he was 50, uh, what a blessing that is, and what a great uh, extra uh, 33 years. Uh, I can tell you, they've been the best years of my life, and I wouldn't trade them for anything. And then uh, I wouldn't trade places with anybody else either that I that uh, there's no greener pastures this is the pastor that God put me in and he's in here with me and uh, my job is to uh, to learn how to connect with him and improve that connection to the best of my ability um, so anyway I'm just so grateful to uh, have the opportunity to come to my home place this is this is home for me and uh, uh, and be able to to share in person so uh, thank you very much everybody.